0: You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Taisha's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Podcast number 212. I am your host, Reality Steve. Needless to say, a very interesting podcast this week. We've got two guests, and they're both exes of people on, well, the reality TV world right now. We've got Josh Burrell, the ex-husband of Tasha Adams. And we've got Dominique Scalise, who is the ex-girlfriend of Big Brother All-Star contestant Memphis Garrett, who just went public last week with his relationship with Christmas Abbott. So we'll get to them momentarily. A little backstory on on how these interviews came to be. Josh actually emailed me a couple weeks ago, and we've just kind of been going back and forth. Figured now was a good time to sit down and record the interview, something he wasn't really uh, interested doing at first. As for Dominique, um, I actually have Kat to thank uh, for setting this interview up since she recorded With Memphis and Christmas, which is up on her Conspire Away Bitches podcast right now, if you want to hear their interview. Um, I did want to say, as a side note, because I know a lot of you have followed us for the past few months. Uh, Kat and I are are no longer dating. Uh, I'm a private person. No one needs to know any details. Uh, All you need to know is that we're still friends. Uh, We'll always care for each other. We've basically been in touch every day since the breakup. And like I said, she helped me secure uh, the Dominique interview. So... Nothing contentious. Um, I'll always love the time uh, we spent together. You know, stuff happens. It's okay. Um, like I said, no bad feelings, no hard feelings. We'll always be friends, uh, and we still are. So I-, I guess you can call this podcast, I don't know, The Exes Speak Out. <laughs> uh, neither one of these people have done any interviews before. Uh, people have known that Josh Burrell was Tasha's ex-husband for two years now, since uh, Colton's season. He's never tweeted, he's never posted, he's never give any outlet, any interview regarding his marriage to Tasha But he came to me a couple weeks ago, I guess, kind of fed up with the narrative that's been put out there about him, and put out there by Tayshia, since she's the only other person that has spoken on their marriage between the two of them. Uh, we, we recorded this Tuesday afternoon, before this week's episode aired, so I guess it becomes uh, uh, even more relevant now, since... Taysha again, said her marriage ended because of infidelity. I'll let Josh speak on that, uh, among other things. Uh, for, for those that might be already forming an opinion, calling it sour grapes or, or telling him he's wrong for speaking about their marriage, first, just hear him out. Secondly, Taysha has been the only one who's said anything about her marriage publicly, she said it on Colton season, and now she's talked about it time and time again on this season. And I think it's fair to say it's never really been in a positive light. Josh hasn't said anything for two years until now. He could have gotten paid to talk to TMZ, who's been contacting him, could have gone to Us Weekly. He could have gone anywhere else, but I, I appreciate him reaching out to me. So you'll hear him up first. About a 30-minute conversation, and yeah, if you're a fan of Taysha, you probably won't like some of the things he has to say. But are you really being objective? Because she has controlled the narrative of their marriage for two years. Josh hasn't been thrilled with how he's been portrayed, so he wants to speak on it. I don't see anything wrong um, with giving him his side. Then you'll hear from Dominique, who got a lot of run during Big Brother All-Stars this summer since she was dating Memphis while he was in the house. He talked about her all the time on the live feeds. We saw him acknowledge her during the live votes numerous times. Like, everyone in the house knew he had a girlfriend. But was it just some fling? Uh, How serious were they? I'll let her tell you the extent of uh, their relationship. Probably deeper than any of you probably thought. Were they still dating when Memphis and Christmas announced their relationship last week? Whatever you want to call it. No, they weren't. They'd been broken up. But I'd like you to listen to Dominique's story the timing of when she found out about things, the change in Memphis uh, over the last few weeks, and then you decide if you think the Memphis-Christmas relationship seems on the up and up. So, two very good conversations. I enjoyed them. I'm glad both of them uh, spoke out and just listen to what they have to say because they were the ones in the relationship. We can judge from afar but there was only one person in this world that's been married to Tasha Adams for two years. And that was Josh Burrell. And you're going to hear from him first on podcast number 212. Okay, uh, let's bring him in. He is Tasha Adams' ex-husband. His name is Josh Burrell. Josh, how you doing?
1: Good, Steve. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, coming on. Um, to give people a little bit of a background here, you had contacted me on email a couple weeks ago and had told me that um, you weren't really thrilled with what was being said about you publicly and what was being said on dates and you knew more stuff was coming and you know, immediately we kind of going back and forth and I'm like, you know, what do you want to do here? And um, you said, you know, I, I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to tell my side. I feel like she's kind of controlling the narrative of our marriage and all of it is negative, and all of it seems to be falling on me. So I wanted to bring you on. We talked about this. And, um, you know, bring you on and tell your side. Tell exactly what you want to, uh, to get out. So why don't we just start off with, you know, kind of, in your words, why, why you want to do this.
1: Yeah, so, you know, basically, ever since the show started, I I consciously made a decision not to get involved in anything that has to do with the show. Um, and you know, honestly, when when she ended up going on The Bachelor, um, I I got phone calls from you know a bunch of different tabloids and stuff. And my my answer to every tabloid was like, you know, I wish her the best. Um, you know, I, I I know she's doing exactly what she wants to be doing right now, so you know, this is a great opportunity for her. And honestly, I just wish her the best. And and then, you know, uh, the, while she was on The Bachelor, she, she did bring up the fact that, you know, the reason why our relationship failed, in her opinion, was that I I had cheated. And, uh, you know, when that first happened, I said, well, okay, uh, you know, I, I guess it's, it's fine for her to say it one time, but now it just continues to happen. And really the only the only perception of me from the audience is that I am the guy who cheated on Tayshia. So, I mean, I feel like that's a slight injustice to me because there was a lot more to it than that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the reason why I'm, I'm talking to you right now, Steve. <laughs> I,
0: I, I um, when, when this stuff started coming up, and you started getting contacted has it been some sort of has it been along the lines of harassment on your end i know that you are currently in a relationship with somebody and probably a lot of the reason why you're just like look let Tasha do her thing wish her the best and whatever i've you know she's moved on i've moved on um but what kind of reaction have you been getting social media wise from this
1: I mean, I wouldn't say that anybody's like came up to me and said, Oh, you're the guy who cheated on Tasha Adams. You know, it's like, it's not, that's not what's been happening, but it's, it's constant. Like, you know, I own a business in Newport beach and, and uh, you know, even some of my clients will Google my name or Google my company, figure out who I am. The first thing you Google, when you Google Josh Burrell, first thing that pops up is Taysha, you know? So it's, it's it's been a slight mar to my reputation because honestly, I d do, I don't think I don't think there needs to be a negative connotation about our relationship in the past. I mean I know that it failed, yes. But I think we're both in a position now it's a hell of a lot better than we were when we were together. And a lot of that is probably just because we we had to go through that period of our lives and we had to learn those lessons in order to to get to the position that we're at now. And I, I think we're both, we're both in a place that is uh, that we wanna be in. So I honestly think that we should just let each other live our lives separate and move on 100% and completely and not, in, not involve each other. So um, I understand that it, it may be uh, a little bit of a sob story for her to come out and say, uh, you know, my ex cheated on me, and there were some other things, but it really didn't have anything to do with me. That the reason why we got divorced, and and, and I understand that the audience may look at that and feel bad for, her and and therefore they um, they may end up liking her more. I don't know, but uh, in my opinion, I mean, it's there's two sides to every story, and and the and the point that I was at when I made that mistake, and I came clean about that mistake too was I was not happy with our relationship. I wasn't, I wasn't in a place where I was actually happy, you know, and, I, and what I, what I look for in a relationship is a partner and I didn't feel like I had a partner. Um, I also looked for somebody that I want to raise kids with. And honestly, I came to the conclusion that I didn't want to raise kids with her. Um, and then, you know, the third thing is I, I feel like there's I feel like there's one thing that defines, I mean, not one thing, but, you know, a major thing that defines a relationship from a friendship. And that is intimacy. And, and that was something that was seriously lacking in our relationship. So, um, I mean, that, those three factors are kind of what brought me to the conclusion that, you know, we're still young. We still got a lot of life to live. Like why don't we just go our separate ways, and uh, and find our own happiness apart, and and I think that was a healthy decision, and if if she really looks at it, I think she would realize that 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 was a healthy decision for both of us at the time. Um, so, you know, I don't regret I don't regret the divorce. I don't regret it at all. I think it was I think it was an experience that. Made me a better person in the long run, and uh, you know now I'm I'm in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for almost a year, and I have an amazing girlfriend that has showed me what it's like to be in a healthy relationship. And uh, you know, I feel blessed to be put in the situation where I can look, I can reflect on my past, and I can know, you know, it, it brought a lot of wisdom to my life just going through that experience with Tasha. And I honestly do wish her the best, but it's just, uh, it's just, I just don't want to be drugged into the whole mess. You know, I, I don't want anything to do
0: with it. Yeah. So, and now, yeah. and now it's almost, you know, too late because it's been said numerous times on this season that there was infidelity in my, in, in your marriage. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll just say this as a viewer and not even knowing about that. She mentioned it on Colton season. I had kind of forgotten about it, but then she's brought it up at least two times this season as a viewer. When I'm watching that and I'm hearing her tell two, three different guys that there was infidelity in my marriage, immediately I think, and I don't think I'm the only one, I'm guessing there are more out there that think this was a multiple-time thing, my husband was carrying on an affair, I found out about it, our marriage ended. You're saying saying that's not it?
1: Yeah, it absolutely does sound like that, Um, which— which has definitely been, a you know, that's, that's had a negative effect on my life a little bit too. Um, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, we were together for a long time. I think before um, I cheated, which was one time, it was a, it was a single occurrence. And uh, I, was, I had consistently expressed to her, you know, my unhappiness with our marriage. And I, you know, before, before I made that mistake... I was the one who was like let's go to therapy, like let's do this, let's let's figure out a way to make our relationship better, you know, because right now I am not happy and I kind of felt like she was just coasting. And um and she wasn't really willing to make a change for the better. So I kind of I put myself in a position where I was like okay, well, you know, and and it, it may have been a little bit out of spite, but she went out of town. I went out with some buddies. I met someone did this thing and i and you know she came back from her trip. I came clean about it uh not immediately, but you know a few hours into her coming home i I ended up coming clean about it and uh and and I felt terrible and it was a immense amount of guilt on my shoulders for doing what I did but it also made me realize that I was wasting my time, you know, and, and then she eventually, because I did what I did, she wanted to put forth an effort and, uh, she did put forth an effort. We went to therapy, but you know, after a few months of therapy, I, I had kind of come to the conclusion that my heart was not in it anymore and I didn't want to be married to her. So, um, we went our separate ways and, And I I think that was a, I think it was a good decision.
0: All right, guys, I want to talk to you about Magic Spoon again. Growing up and having cereal, the sugary kind, was kind of the best thing about being a kid because I ate all the sugary cereals and you have like the highest metabolism of the world. So you just burn it right off. But I realized all that sugar and junk food, not good for you. Got to cut down. I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy foods recently with the holidays coming up. And uh, I realized basically can't eat anything anymore. So I've started with Magic Spoon. It's got zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. That's four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. They taste just like the originals. However, these, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. But I'm telling you, it tastes amazing. Honestly, too good to be true. Like I said, just like the originals. Go to magicspoon.com slash steve to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Steve at checkout. That'll get you free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, so if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund you your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Steve, and use the code Steve for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. I think for people who don't know <clears throat> the history of you two, can you just kind of give us a brief timeline of how long when did you meet Tasha? How long were you dating before you guys got married and then and then how long your marriage was and whatnot?
1: So so I met her uh sophomore year in college. Uh so I was like 19, 20 um, and we dated, we were in a long distance relationship for a long time. I moved up to Mammoth. I was working for my dad. I actually dropped out of college. Um, my dad kind of got sick, so I moved up to Mammoth, and I started working in Mammoth. And uh, I worked with him, um, and we we had to kind of build our company up from nothing, so we were working really hard. And I was in a long-distance relationship with her, so I was driving down south. She was still in college. And um, then, you know, she graduated, and she moved up to Mammoth, and... We lived together for a while and then we got married and um, you know we lived in mammoth for one year all together I think we were together for a little over seven years uh, so we lived in mammoth for one year and then we moved from Mammoth to Dana Point we lived in Dana Point for about a year and then everything kind of fell apart so
0: okay so yeah. after so after she graduated college she moved up to Mammoth to live with you but you guys weren't married yet how long were you roughly in mammoth before you ended up getting married
1: uh let's see i proposed to her and then i think we were together for probably about a year and while we were planning the wedding um it was probably a little bit more than that actually it's probably like a year and a half okay and then and then we lived together up in mammoth for about a year after we got married or six months after we got married or something. I can't, I can't fully remember the timeline to be honest with you, Steve, yeah. but uh, it was, you know, altogether it was seven years. We were married for legally married for a year and a half, but we were actually married for two years cause we didn't end up getting our marriage license until six months after our wedding.
0: So um, yeah. Gotcha. And was the move from Mammoth down to Orange County, did, I don't know, did that play a role in any sort of, I mean, you were from Mammoth, she was an Orange County girl, did that play a role in anything? And why did you I make don't, the move?
1: I don't, re- I don't really think so. I mean, we moved because she hated Mammoth. I mean, she couldn't find a job uh, in Mammoth that she oh. actually liked, so... uh I was like, well, I think I can start a business in Newport beach. So we moved down to Dana point area and gave it a shot. And I was working like crazy. You know, I was working like 12 hour days, five days a week. And, uh, she wasn't really, I mean, that that goes hand in hand with like the issue of, I didn't feel like I really had a partner is I was working very hard and I didn't really, I didn't really feel that reciprocated on her end in any way. Like i I just, I didn't feel like she was meeting me in the middle at all. So, um, that was, you know, one of my deciding factors and, and, you know, it's just now looking back on it, I just realized that's just kind of who she is. So, um, I mean, it's not, it's not a big deal, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just didn't feel like I I really had a partner. And and so I don't think the move had anything to do with us, uh, getting a divorce or anything. I, I just think that, it was, it was just the combination of the two of us trying to work together and build something. I just didn't feel like she was meeting me halfway, and it was pretty disappointing.
0: When you heard that she was going on Colton season and she was about to venture into this reality TV world, and um, I don't know at what point you found out. I don't know if you guys were in touch still or whatever. But when you heard she was going on Colton season, did you ever speak to her? Did you ever be like, hey? why are you doing this or whatever? Is it, it's too close to our divorce being finalized. Is there any, what was your thought process when you found out about it? Did you talk to her? And you know, what was the, what came out of that?
1: I think I definitely laughed when I heard about it. Um, it was, (laughs) it it did not bother me in any way. I was like, well, good for her. You know, she's, she's going on this show. I mean, she, it, it just, it seemed like something that was right up her alley. So you know, I, I was, I was not opposed to it in any way. And I mean, we did, we would talk about things like we, I, I honestly think we ended our, our divorce on a pretty cordial note.
0: Um, Yeah. It sounds like it,
1: you know, it was, it was cordial, but, and, and I, along with that, I figured, you know, we had a mutual respect that we wanted the best for each other after the divorce. Now her going out and saying that I, cheated on her and that was the reason for our divorce on national tv i felt like kind of uh you know crossed the line on that a little bit because i i feel like she was using that as her sob story you know to to make her look better you know and it it was it was hurtful to me because you know it wasn't just me that heard about that it was it was my parents that heard about that it was my parents church that heard about that it was it was you know my girlfriend that heard about that it was my girlfriend's family that heard about that. I do a lot of explaining after that was said, you know, it's not, it's not something I really even want to talk about. You know, I just, it was a, it was something in my life that happened. Yes. But it, it was, we're humans, you know, she made just as many mistakes, maybe even more mistakes than I did over the course of our relationship. And, And it would be refreshing for her to actually own up to that a little bit and just, and just, you know, and I think her viewers would probably respect that a little bit as well somebody who's open and honest and transparent, you know, opposed to somebody who just wants to kind of enhance the truth here and there to pad her image, you know?
0: Yeah. So when you heard about her doing the bachelorette, obviously Colton season comes and goes, yeah. when well, then she went down to paradise, did that. I'm sure you heard all about that down there. And then, yeah. you know, you hear probably the summer, the rumblings that Tayshia was going to be the bachelorette again what were your thoughts? Did she give you a heads up on anything or no?
1: No, she didn't. I mean, she did not tell me that she was signing up for the show or anything. But honestly, yeah. I, my my thoughts were I did not care. I was like, good for her. She's doing it. I, I, I was happy until she kind of threw me in the gutter by, you know, saying what she did about me. I was happy for her. I mean, and I think she could have went just as far as she's at right now without saying that. You know, it's it's not like something that really needs to be said. I mean, what do you know these people for like two, three weeks, a month, whatever? Yeah. You don't really have to get into the most intimate, personal things about your life in that short a period of time when you're just trying to get to know somebody. I mean, yes, I get it. ABC likes drama and they're probably trying to enhance the dramatic experience for the viewer, but it's kind of like at the expense of somebody who doesn't even want to be involved, you know?
0: Yeah. Are I'm curious now, now that I'm talking to you about it, since she knew this was coming and since she knew after she filmed the show that she brought up her marriage to some of the guys, has, did she contact you since filming has ended to be, give you a heads up before this all hit?
1: No, no, she didn't. No, absolutely not. The only thing she, we have talked about is, uh, we owned a uh, airstream together, and apparently, you know, I, with all the stuff that happens in the divorce, I forgot to take her name off of it uh, the loan. Then she ta- she contacted me with a lawyer, and she was like, "If you don't get my name off that, I'm gonna, you know, file a lawsuit against you." And I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll just pay the stupid thing off." So I paid it off, and then in return, I asked for uh, my great grandmother's diamond, and she finally coughed that up after you know two years of being divorced. So, um, you know, no, no, I, I, she didn't give me any warning about her, you know, throwing me under the bus or anything like
0: that. And, well, how, yeah. how about, how about since it has aired? Did she ever say, has she said, she, like, did, she acknowledge it ever she since did it,
1: t- she texted, she texted me an apology text after. And I don't know how this happened but my my name appeared in some like a subtitle or something <laughs> like that for a, Oh yeah, I'm the sure you saw that, but, <laughs>
0: Yeah, the TikTok Yeah, I mean channel. she
1: she texted me an apology which looked like it was written by a lawyer not by her. But <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I don't I don't know why my name would end up on subtitles. I don't know if that was because of, um, you know, like a local network that put that on there, or if it was ABC that did it, I really honestly don't know. But it, I do think it's kind of messed up that my name ended up on TV without me signing anything or giving any consent. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. The, the, the TikTok scandal. Second. Yeah. The TikTok scandal from a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, the Your name shows up in the closed caption in, 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 in an in effort, and then immediately people. Um, started to think that you show up on this season. Uh, Taysha immediately took to an Instagram story to say, you know, he's not part of this. Chris Harrison has said that was a mistake on the local affiliates part. Her ex-husband has nothing to do with this. We don't know how that happened. And you're here to say as well, you, you have no part of this season. You don't show up. You don't talk to her. That's not your voice. Nothing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whose voice that is. I did see it. I was like, I was kind of blown away. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, it, to me, it looked like they were really grasping at straws to create some drama or something like that. But it was, uh, it was kind of ridiculous.
0: So when she, um, so when she texted you and said, what, like, I'm sorry, your name showed up or what, what was her text to you?
1: Well, it was kind of a long text. Um, uh-huh. but let me see here. One thing that actually did stand out to me in the text message, which was kind of funny, Um, let's see, I'll read it to you. Uh, basically it was just, you know, just called to talk about a stupid incident that popped up on a media promo. I just found out because about it and I am livid because there's no reason for you to ever be brought up in any of this. I've never once said your name and I've always made it known that none of this has anything to do with you and have always protected any personal information well yeah she, i mean she's never said my name but i mean she's just said my ex and it's very easy to figure out who i am all you gotta do is type in you know google just tisha adams ex-husband and i pop right up so yeah um i'm sorry if this is this is this has caused outlets to reach out we are dealing with it on our end warner brothers has already sent out a request to outlets If it gets worse, let me know, and I will step up once again to tell everyone to respect your privacy. Again, regardless of everything, I want you to be happy and your privacy to be respected, and I don't want me finding my happiness to affect yours. Which is, like, I mean, that's kind of a ridiculous thing to say, I think. I mean, you're right. I mean, if she really is happy, then that's great, you know? And and if she really is happy, she shouldn't involve me in this show in any way she should just leave me out of the whole entire thing you know and 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 dragging me in by saying that the reason for her past relationships failure was uh, um, um, infidelity and other things that basically didn't have to do with her is it's a it's a misrepresentation of her character you know it's like she needs to and being honest with people, I mean, she's a human just like everybody else. Every human on this planet makes mistakes. And I think in order for her to be in a healthy relationship someday, which in my opinion is probably the ultimate goal of going on The Bachelor, or either it's either that or get Instagram followers, I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, you know, she needs to be honest with herself and she needs to be honest with everybody else. So, you know, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of things that, in my opinion, they're just, they're just, they're, they're slightly off from the truth to pad her, you know, to, to make her look better in the public eye, which, you know, it's, it's okay to, to make mistakes. And I think people... We'll respect you a little bit more if you own up to your mistakes, you know? So
0: Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, she is the first divorced bachelorette we've ever had. So I expected her to, at some point, talk about her marriage. But like you said on your end, it, it, it just goes a little bit deeper than there was infidelity in my marriage, which, like I said, I think most people took that as, oh, wow, her ex-husband was cheating on her, or carry on an affair, and it was multiple times or whatever. And And you're here to say that it's not. And then she brought up something last yeah. week that— you know, I didn't really understand the point of her bringing it up because it was, you know, you guys have been divorced since 20 what, eighteen, seventeen? 17? When did you guys yeah.
1: divorce? Yeah, I I couldn't actually tell you the exact date we got divorced.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um
1: I think it's it was, it was late 2017.
0: Late 2017. So I just, you know, I come across a story where on her podcast last week she's talking about intimacy and marriage, and I I didn't really understand why she felt the need to share that um, she saved herself for marriage, but and in, uh, in her future relationship she doesn't plan on doing that because sex is a big part. I mean, I, I don't I don't really understand it. Do you know why she said that?
1: I mean, honestly, I'm I'm really not gonna like. I don't feel. I don't feel like I need to comment on that necessarily. That's fine. But I mean, I do want to like, like, I just think that goes back to the honesty factor and, and her padding the truth to make her, you know, look better. There's a lot more context to that. And I feel like she could let her viewers know what the context actually is and why she came to that conclusion, you know? And, 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 and I think it's smart the way she's thinking now. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I like the change in perspective, and there's probably a reason behind that. She thinks that way, um, so you know maybe she could give a little bit more in-depth information on it as to why she came to that conclusion. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna comment.
0: And Josh, I'm sorry if you actually thought that's what I was after. I don't care the answer to the question of what she said, whether it's yes or no, that's not what I was after. Um, If it came across that way, I apologize. It was more along the lines of that was over four years ago. I don't even know why she even decided to throw that out there in a podcast. That's what uh, my question was about. So I apologize if there's anything, but it was more about why even throw that out there.
1: Honestly, I don't understand that either. I don't understand why she would have said that. I mean, it's, I, I, that goes back to the fact that I think she's, you know, trying to just, had her image a little bit and you know she's a good she she comes off anyways and especially on the show as this good christian girl you know and and um uh i don't know i have no idea why she said what she said it doesn't make sense to me yeah
0: i mean i like i said it is what it is it's out there i you know obviously i figured i'd bring it up to you and see what you what you thought of uh what she said not necessarily the details of it but just ingest why you think maybe she would even bring that up but uh it's water under the bridge now it's out there we've discussed it and you move on um you know i i appreciate you coming forward uh today like i said you contacted me a couple of weeks ago i was surprised because i one i didn't know if you would um you know you you've been out there you're you're a name i've known about since Colton season, you know, two years, I've known your name. I know you were Tasha's ex-husband, but, you know, I never reached out to you. I never felt the need to. I felt if you were going to say stuff, you were either going to say it, you know, on your Instagram or whatever, or do an interview uh, with an outlet that I knew would contacted you, would contact you at some point. And, um, you know, I kind of do, I, I, I do appreciate the fact that you did not, not that it changes your story, but you could have easily gotten paid to tell this story to a TMZ. Without a doubt. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know, it was actually my it was it was my girlfriend's idea to contact you. And then I I read some of your stuff and you you just kinda seem like you're a no bullshit kind of guy. And and I like that. So and and basically I just wanted to wanted to come out and just kinda clear my name a little bit and 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 let people know that I'm I'm not all that bad of a person, you know, (laughs) and and uh it's uh, it's it's refreshing to talk to somebody who isn't just trying to you know create more drama out of a situation so i just i feel like you're more down to earth you're more just about talking about the truth and uh, like i said it was 100 percent my girlfriend's decision um and then i you know i contacted you and i enjoyed the conversation that we had and and you were like, "Well, let's do the podcast." And I was like, "Sure, why not?" You know, I and and my goal basically from doing this isn't—I'm not trying to put Taysha down, you know. I, and I do wish the best for her. I just—I just, I just want to be kind of, yeah. you know, the, the whole goal with a divorce, in my opinion, especially one where you don't have kids involved or anything like that. It's—it's it's to close the chap, close the chapter, and open up a new one. You know, it's like I—I'm done with that stage in my life I don't need to go back to it I learned a lot from it and then you know when I'm in a quiet place with my girlfriend if I want to tell her something that has to do with my past relationship and that's fine but she's she's on a public platform where she has millions of people watching everything that she says and when she's when she's saying things whether or not she's using my name or not it can have a negative effect on my life and it can have a negative effect on my parents and it can have a negative effect on my girlfriend and her family. And I just don't think it's not, it's it's not a good thing for her to use her stage as, you know, something to, to kind of twist and manipulate the truth in a way that makes her look good and makes everybody else in her past look bad, you know? So I just, I, I, that's the only reason the. The only reason why I'm talking to you yeah. is because I just want to kind of bring a little bit of you know light to the situation that there are two sides to every story, you know?
0: And I understand yeah. the position that you're in because <clears throat> you're the ex-husband. The narrative has been controlled by her since the beginning because you haven't done anything. You've never said a word. We've never heard anything from you going back two years, obviously, to Colton's season. You've never tweeted about anything that i know about that i've seen you've never done an interview and you know when your ex-wife is the focal point of a very popular show and she's the lead and she's allowed to say you know whatever she wants which is what she believes you know happened in your marriage that's fine but i also think it's fine that you're allowed to say hey here's my side too like you've only gotten you've only been allowed to get hers and um...
1: absolutely and i'm not trying to get anything from this i'm not like trying to i'm not trying to get more instagram followers i'm not trying to get i'm not trying to get money i've clearly not trying to get money because like you said i didn't contact tmz i mean i've had tmz call me like a few times i've had you a few tabloids call me and they they offer to give me stuff in order for my opinion on the situation honestly i just I don't want to do it out of that, you know, because that's a bad basis to 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 tell the truth off of is is, yeah. you know, indirectly influenced by money, you know. I I make good money. I have a good business. I I'm going to keep doing my thing and and I li- I I like my privacy. I I really honestly, I love my privacy and I I want to just continue to live my life and build my own little environment where I can live my life with my girlfriend and with my parents and with my family and friends in private and uh and and i want her to respect that a little bit and i get that she hasn't really she's never used my name or anything like that but quit using one thing that happened in our relationship as a sob story to make people feel bad for you and therefore i mean it's kind of hypocritical in a way because i mean you're calling me a cheater, yet you're dating 25 different guys at the same time or whatever. Um, so it's, it's I don't know, It's it's been a tough situation for me, and I'm kind of over it at this point. So that's the only reason why I'm talking to you, Steve, is because I am 100% over it, and I want to be left out of the situation. And, and you know, to ABC and all those, uh, and, like, and, and the tabloids and stuff, like, I'm not going to show up on The Bachelor. I have no desire to be on that show. Yeah. Like, it's it's not something that I want in my life. It's added drama that you know, I, I don't want to live my life like that. I honestly don't. So
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty clear that you know this you you didn't do this so you could get your name out there and get more followers or whatever. You're not a social media guy at all, very much. It's clear as day. So I don't I don't think you have to worry about convincing people of that. And you know, like I said, I appreciate you coming to me as opposed to a, a tabloid because even saying the same thing to a tabloid, just saying it to a TMZ, and or even doing an exclusive with somebody where money could be exchanged, not it doesn't that it, hold
1: a lot of weight.
0: Yeah, I mean, even though your story would have been the same, it just for whatever reason. I mean, I've I've always kind of said this when it comes to tabloids. Just because someone gets paid to tell a story, doesn't mean it's not true. It just means they got you know some incentive to do it. Um, I don't offer incentives on my podcast, and it just you know. I think it definitely, for those that think that way, that, oh, my God, they got paid to tell the story, they they sold out. I think it kind of helps your credibility, the fact that you didn't get paid to do this and you contacted me privately and said, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Because right when you contacted me, it wasn't like, Steve, put me on your podcast. You know, you were like, you know, let me think about this, but I just want to let you know, Steve, how I feel. And then you and I just kind of went back and forth and decided, you know what, after a couple of weeks you were like, you know, this is, this is enough. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I should at least say something. Um, but yeah. yeah, it wasn't like you clamoring, put me on, put me on. It wasn't anything like that. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. I, 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 appreciate that, Josh. I appreciate you sharing your story. I know that, um, people that just have Taysha up on a pedestal or think she can do no wrong clearly, or no matter what you said in this podcast, even though it was your truth and what you lived, and you knew the girl and were in a relationship with her for seven years and married to her for two. Um, you know, you got to understand that people are just going to dismiss what you said as sour grapes or get over it. Let Tasha live her yeah. life, which is kind of exactly what you were trying to get across in this podcast. But I, I do appreciate you coming on and putting yourself out there and just telling your side of the story and just let people decide on their own. Hey, this is what I lived. You've heard what Taisha said here's what I've, here's what I've said and let people just go from there. So I appreciate you coming on, Josh, man, that was uh, a lot of fun. Um, probably not easy for you, but I'm glad you did it. And I I, I appreciate you coming on and, and good luck with everything in the future.
1: Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate you having me on. So, um, have a good one. And, you know, I honestly, like I said, I do, I wish the best for, her, and, um, you know, she can, she, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's good. We're both in a position right now where we can truly find our own happiness. And, and I'm so excited about my future. I just don't want to have to keep reliving my past, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be, hopefully that that message gets portrayed in this more than anything. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put her down. I'm not trying to say anything negative about her. I do wish her the best. Uh, i just I just want to live my life, and my life is not connected with her in any way, shape, or form. there is zero connection there you know it's done that 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 like that chapter is closed i am done i am I am on to something totally different and we are two separate entities and I think that um I don't think that we need to involve each other in each other's lives in any way shape or form anymore so
0: that's it. I hear you, Josh. Thank you very much for coming right. on. I appreciate Thanks, it, Steve. you got it. it. I'll uh, see you. Bye. So thank you to Josh for that. I really appreciate it. Like I said, this is a guy that has not spoken for two years and has never said a word about their relationship. So I think it's a little bit unfair to maybe jump on him for speaking on their marriage when that's all Tasha's done all season, and she's made it known and. If someone can find me a quote this season where Taysha talked positively about her marriage to Josh, send it to me. Because I, I have—I mean, you could tell in his voice, and you can hear in what he said. It seemingly he's just kind of fed up with how he's been portrayed, and I, I don't blame the guy for coming forward. And if somebody immediately dismisses him or is a Taysha fan, and you're just like, oh. I can't believe he did that. Well, then you have to say the same thing for Tayshia. I can't believe she talked about her marriage on television. Why why even bring that up? You know? Why not tell them off camera? Why not tell them at the end of the season? You can talk about the fact he had a divorce, but she specifically speaking on something, which, like I said, I, I reiterated it a couple times in that interview. You know? It's just... When someone says my marriage ended because of infidelity, I don't think anybody watching that show thought, oh, wow, he only cheated once. I'm sure most people thought she was being cheated on numerous times. He was carrying on an affair, something along those lines. So I could see where someone would be upset and just put yourself, I mean, I guess I just ask anybody, put yourself in his shoes. If the same exact thing were happening to you and your ex was on TV talking about your relationship, I think you'd want to say something somewhere. And he could have easily gotten paid to do this interview. By another outlet. I don't pay for interviews. He knows that. But you heard him. He said his girlfriend's a a fan of the show. And um, thought I'd be fair. And wanted to come on with me. And I appreciate that. So that's all I wanted to do. Was give him uh, his say. And you know. You know you can. When I had Carly Hammond on. The girl who dated Yosef. A few weeks ago. Uh, when I had her on maybe like a month ago or whatever it was, you know, that was a woman who had a relationship online with Yosef and came on and basically transcribed the whole weekend, the one weekend she had spent with him. And she had receipts to prove it. So this was a woman that spent two, three days with Yosef and look at all the information that she had. And because people immediately dislike Yosef, I'm guessing most people were like, wow, makes sense. Like, I, I buy Carly's story. Just because you like Tasha doesn't mean that Josh should be discredited. He was married to her for two years. There's only really one other person. There's only two people in this world that can really speak on the Tasha josh marriage, and that's Tasha and Josh. We've heard what Tasha said. Here's what Josh has said. So that's really all I want to do is just give them their say. So you know, when she said it again on Monday night that my marriage ended because of infidelity, that's, you just heard the interview. Do you think their marriage ended because of infidelity based on what you just heard? It doesn't sound like it. And the guy owned up to what he did, owned up to what he, you know, literally told her hours after she returned from a weekend that he had cheated on her. And then shes then he said she paid more attention in their marriage, and they went to counseling, and it just didn't work out, which happens it happens to a lot of people. So I just, like I said at the beginning, you put yourself in these people's shoes, and if the same thing was happening to you and your ex had a platform like Taisha does and was saying things about your relationship, I think you'd want to say something. And come forward and 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 talk about it from your side. So you can still hate Josh and love Tasha, and I just think it's fair that uh, he got his that he got his say. And I appreciate him coming on. And I appreciate him coming to me more so than anything that he decided to come to me uh, to do the interview. So thanks again, Josh. I appreciate it. Good luck with everything in the future. And hopefully this just kind of dies down once Tasha's season ends. Hopefully this just kind of dies down. So let's get to the second part of the interview. And that's Dominique Scalise, who is the ex-girlfriend of Memphis Garrett, who last week went public, who is now dating Christmas Abbott uh, from Big Brother All-Stars. And um, Dominique has um, a story to share about her relationship with Memphis. And I think, you know, we, we, we got the answer as to why Josh came forward. Pretty much he said, look, there was more to our divorce than what she's claiming it to be. Memphis and Christmas kind of took to social media last week, and Christmas seemed to take some pot shots at Dominique, basically saying that the relationship wasn't serious, wasn't all that serious, wasn't really real. I want you to listen to Dominique for the next 30 minutes, and then you tell me if you think her and Memphis were just a fling, just a hookup, or if they were in a serious relationship. So here we go. Part two of podcast number 212 with Dominique Scalise. Okay, let's bring her on. Uh, She is the ex-girlfriend of Big Brother All-Star contestant Memphis Garrett. Her name is Dominique Scalise. Dominique, thank you for joining me.
2: You're welcome. Hello. Nice to meet you.
0: I'm sorry we have to meet under these conditions, but um, (laughs) it's been an interesting week, uh, to say the least. So I want to just start out that the reason, obviously, we're having you on is because last week Memphis went public with Christmas Abbott. Who was also on All Stars with him, saying they we were they were in a relationship, and there was rumors scuttlebutt going on because they seemed to be a little bit close, and there might have been a kiss or might not have during the season during Big Brother All Stars this summer. But for those that don't know, he was in a relationship with you before he left, and. We'll get to the kiss in a second because that was even mentioned by you at the time it happened. But in hearing this news last week of Memphis and Chris being in a relationship, were you surprised by this? You know, I wasn't completely
2: surprised by the relationship. He actually took – I left um, Fort Lauderdale, I want to say about four weeks ago, about a week after he got out of the show. And, um, you know, when he left, we – kind of like just said we were gonna go our separate ways and take some time and then he reached out to me last week and said hey christmas was in town and you know some pictures might surface and we went out we were drinking and people saw us in bars and um i just wanted to give you a heads up and i kind of gave him a i don't really give a shit response (laughs) And then, you know, two days later, all of a sudden, I'm sitting at home at night and I start getting screenshots from everybody from E! News and Us Weekly and whatever other websites that they did interviews on that weekend that she supposedly was out there just hanging out.
0: So him saying, oh, by the way, you might see pictures of me and Christmas get leaked ended up being we arranged a photo shoot and we announced that we were dating. But to you, he never said
2: that. Never said it. So, you know, it was kind of a shock to me because it more so sounded like, hey, we were at a bar drinking and some fan us and took some photos, which I already knew about because I've seen I saw them on Instagram. But never did he say, you know, hey, the weekend she got out here, we set up a photo shoot, did a bunch of interviews with us weekly and he news and all of that will be coming out this weekend.
0: So we got to go, we have to backtrack a little bit in terms of your relationship. So people have an idea here kind of of exactly what this was. You guys met in, well, you guys met six years ago in Las Vegas, um, at the SLS hotel, correct?
2: Yes. We were, we both worked there at the time.
0: And you guys were never a couple in those six years. You were just friends
2: never a couple. We remained friends. We talked regularly. He was in Chicago with his ex-girlfriend the year before. And then um, right around February, he sent me a message and was like, hey, I want to take you to dinner. And I was like, "Um, aren't you dating somebody? And he's like, no, broke up. And I was kind of like, I don't think I'm your type. And he's like, well, I'm not really your type either. But it seems like Your type hasn't been working out for you and mine hasn't been working out for me. So maybe we should try something new. And we started talking a little bit more regularly. And then right around quarantine, um, we started dating.
0: So it started around quarantine. You're in Chicago. He's in Fort Lauderdale. You told me that you basically spent all of quarantine down in Fort Lauderdale with him and his son, River.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So this wasn't like, I mean, it was long distance in that you didn't live in the same city, but during quarantine, you did. You were with him at all times during quarantine.
2: Yeah. I went back to Chicago a few times to like see my family and my parents. My grandmother's sick. But other than that, yeah, I was. I spent a majority of my time in Florida. Um, my best friends were all down there too. So we kind of just had like a Chicago quarantine in Miami.
0: So when he came to you. I don't know at what point, maybe it May, June-ish, and said, Big Brother's looking to have me back on again. I'm thinking of doing an All-Star season. What was your reaction?
2: I was actually there when he got the call from production. So he said, hey, you know, oh, my God, Big Brother just reached out to me, and what do you think I should do, and blah, blah, blah. And he right away called Ashley, his ex-wife, because obviously she'd be taking care of River for three months if he did get on the show. And he kind of made it sound to me, well, he was supposed to be an alternate. Like, I don't think he actually thought he was going to get on the show. And then one of the other players ended up getting COVID. And that's the only reason he got on. So when we originally discussed it, he just kept saying, hey, I'll be home in two weeks. Like, this will be no big deal. I'm going to go for two weeks, make a little bit of money and then come back. But my response to him was like, hey, if you're going to do it, do it now. Like, we're all quarantined. The restaurant industry's slow right now. Most of the country shut down. Like, if you're ever going to do this again in your life, now is the time.
0: So when he left to do All-Stars, where did you go and what did you do? Did you stay down in Fort Lauderdale?
2: I stayed down in Fort Lauderdale for a little bit. I agreed to help him um, run his pokey restaurant, so I was working on that a lot. And then from there, I kind of went back and forth to Chicago the entire time that he was gone. But, I mean, before he left, he asked me to move in. He was like, by the time I get back, like if I end up doing this in the long run, you know, I hope that you're moved in here when I get when I get back. And that kind of was the plan. Like when he left, he was like, you know, my house is your house. And I'd like you to spend most of your time here. I was going to take a job in Chicago. And he was like, you know, I really don't feel comfortable with you taking this job in Chicago. And that's when I agreed to help out with the restaurant. I mean, he wasn't paying me or anything. I was just doing it, is what any normal girlfriend would do.
0: But you were living at his place in Fort Lauderdale while he was on the show. Yes. So he goes on the show. You have no contact with him for three months. But as we saw as a viewing audience, whether it was in the voting room or as people have said on the live feeds, you were referenced quite a bit this season. I watched All-Star season every episode. He, mm-hmm. said, he said your name quite a bit. I mean, it was clear that this was his girlfriend while he was on the show, unless I was
2: clear and it was clear. And a lot of the live feeders um, would see it. You know, my birthday, he wrote Happy Birthday, Dominique on the table. Um, He had someone send me a letter and flowers. I mean, Sean, who helps with production, reached out to me weekly. And it was kind of I signed up for it and I was in it for the long run with him while he was there. And. So when he came out and, you know, I realized he was a little bit of a different person. It was kind of a shock to me just watching this season, how often he was shouting me out and saying he missed me. And they're allowed to um, write tweets and their PR people get these tweets weekly. And he was writing like in the tweets to his PR girl, Emma, like, P.S. Tell Dominique I think about her all day, every day, and I miss her so much. And I can't wait to come home and I can't wait for our future. So, obviously, I didn't see any of this coming while he was gone.
0: And there was an incident that happened that we referenced earlier in that at some point in the season, it was more over halfway through, live feeders caught Memphis and Christmas getting somewhat close. Some people said there was a kiss. Some people said there wasn't. But the people that did were convinced it was a kiss, you actually came out and said,
2: I just came out and said, you know, I wrote, like, hashtag fake news, we're good. There wasn't a kiss there. And that was mostly because Sean called me, again, in production. and was like, they did not kiss. Nothing is going on. He's crazy about you. And so I felt comfortable enough to make that statement. And now, fast forward, two months later, and, you know, they're kind of making a joke of it. Christmas is writing hashtag not fake news memphis is writing keep it newsing keep it moving on his photos and i'm kind of like you know i posted that to define you and your character that you're not a cheater so for you to take that that quote and you know put it in your photos as like a joke is super disrespectful and i actually got a text message from him today that said you know I have so much respect for you and I hope we could be friends in the future. And I looked at it and I didn't even respond because I'm like, you've had zero respect for me in the last two weeks. Like you are not thinking about anything that you put me through all the hate that you had over the last three months, whether it was the David incident or the Ian incident, I was at home dealing with it while he was in this house and the way he's been acting the last two weeks, like I said, with these hashtags and these photos and, doing these interviews day one, I'm like, that shows zero respect that you have towards me.
0: Well, let's talk about that because this is where I think people might get confused. So he comes back off the show and his first weekend home was right, right around end of October, right? Halloween weekend yes.
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Halloween weekend. He comes home. You spend all you're there. You guys spend Halloween weekend together. And yes. that's where Well, explain, I guess, guess the timeline. Once he got home, exactly what happened?
2: He got home. He was great the first couple days. He said, I'm going to stay off of social media. I'm not, like, going to get into this. I'm going to be in the moment. I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to hang out with my son. And it was great. He did that for three days. And then it was kind of the minute that he got back on social media, I saw, like, everything in him change. He was upset, like about the negative comments and he was upset he didn't get more followers and he started talking to lawyers and PR people and thinking about marketing and how he could spin, you know, being on the show and other projects, which I a hundred percent agree with. Like that's, you know, that was a big point of him going on the show is that we, we were planning on opening a restaurant together, and he was planning on working on a, a few other projects, and he thought like, the following that he would get from this would work in his favor for future projects, which is funny because the T-shirt that he actually wore in the photo shoot that he did with Christmas at the beach, it was the Yamas T-shirt was the restaurant that him and I were working on for months before he left for the show. So I don't know if he's planning on taking my bio out of the the book for investors and switching it with hers. I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, that kind of felt like a slap in the face as well.
0: Well, obviously, you mentioned when he got off the show, there was a lot of negative reaction because on the show, he did get some heat. And he wouldn't know about any of this because you are obviously closed off from the rest of the world when you're out there. You don't have your phone. You have no idea what the outside world thinks of you. But he did have a couple incidents in there where he was accused of calling David the N-word. He had some very harsh reactions to Ian. Um, People say he was mocking Ian's autism. And that started to fall back on you.
2: Exactly. And I know deep down in my heart, I know him very well. Like I said, we've been friends for six years. He would never use the N-word. And, you know, I had no problem defending him with any of that and I honestly in my heart believe that he did not know that Ian was on the the spectrum because if you go back you could hear him saying you know multiple times that it was a nervous tick he's like even Ian's tick is bothering me and this and that so I had no problem defending him but all that with all of those situations but at the end of the day I was the one that was dealing with it you know I woke up to the TMZ article about David and had 2,000 new followers because all these people, you know, I I feel like a lot of the Big Brother following, like, wants the drama and it might be a little bit of a younger crowd than it used to. And there's a lot of bullying and I was getting a lot of terrible, terrible DMs that what kind of person am am I that I could date somebody like that and, you know, I'm a racist Republican and just these crazy things and, like, that when Memphis comes out of the house, you know, they're going to beat him up and like it was just crazy and it was right in the middle of everything that was going on in the world at the moment and I was living in Chicago and I was like writing daily and so much violence and like to add that on top of everything else that was going on it was a really hard emotional time for me.
0: Were, was anyone else on your end getting it? Like um, getting harassed?
2: It was. It's actually crazy. I posted one of my girlfriend, Jackie, it was her birthday. And the following day after the article came out, I was like, you know, happy, like everyone does on Instagram, happy birthday, Jackie, I love you so much. And people actually went to her Instagram and was like, you're a nurse at this hospital. Does the hospital know that you're a racist and you hang around racist people? Like she had zero to do with the situation. I just put out a happy birthday message the following day and so like for my friends to get attacked for no reason when at the time it's covid she's working like crazy hours and putting her life on the line for other people to get this hate from random strangers it it was just a lot like i said my family owns a business and you know my dad would go to work and customers knew that i was dating memphis and that he was on the show and they saw the articles and The same thing with Memphis's mother. She works in a school and her neighbors saw it and people she worked with saw it. It was just really hard on, like, my family and his family as a whole.
0: So one thing that was interesting to me, based on what you showed me, is, you know, people can say, like, oh, so he went on the show and he got out of there and he fell for Christmas during the show and had a change of heart. Um, I think it goes a little bit deeper than that because... You have shown me letters that he wrote to you while he was in the jury house. So this is at the end of his run there. I mean, exactly letters, mm-hmm. letters that have quotes in there saying, so excited to start our life. Um, I've dreamt about you so much. I've dreamt about our future. And then and then my favorite, since the day I put my hand on your leg at brunch, I wanted you in my life. Um, that must've been a memorable day for you guys that he, his, <laughs> is that how it all started between you two? He put his hand on your leg at lunch, at brunch?
2: Yeah, we were at lunch and he like, seemed like he had butterflies and he was a little nervous and he just rested his hand down on my leg. And he always said like, in that moment, like I felt so calm. Like I felt like that was the moment that I realized, you know, we were going to be together.
0: And then your birthday happened over all-star filming your birthday was in in September. He -hmm. had, he had written you a birthday card before he went into the big brother house. It was given to you by his PR person on your birthday. And another letter that says one of the lines from it, I'm so in love with you. It's tough for me to express how much. So this is a guy that um, was clearly, this wasn't, you weren't a fling, you weren't a girl. He was, you know, casually hooking up with. And I think, you know, when we spoke off air, You know, you kind of expressed to me, I'm, you know, kind of the whole reason we're talking here is you're just a little bit bothered by how you're being portrayed and how Christmas seems to be portraying Memphis's relationship with you.
2: Exactly. And I, you know, everything's been going on. When it first came out, I was like, I'm just going to sit back and not comment and not say anything. And, of course, like after getting all these messages from people and like seeing... The screenshots of, I haven't read any of the articles. I get a screenshot from somebody and I read a little part of it, but I really haven't fully like gone online, looked things up and got into it. I just know off of what other people are telling me. And it's like I said, it's not her place to comment on, on our relationship. Like if she wanted to comment on her own, that was fine. And, you know, Memphis, I feel like he downplayed it a little bit in his article from, what my girlfriends told me um and that's what I'm bothered about and I feel zero sadness I feel no jealousy whatsoever I'm actually like the last week feel like I've been in the best place that I've been in in a very very long time um the show was stressful I feel like a few weeks in if I wasn't as loyal as I was I I probably would have left um Like I said, it was hard every single day and to come out of this and just see them downplaying this and talking about me like I wasn't that important of a part of his life. It's upsetting and not in a sad way. It's like I feel he tricked me like I thought he was a completely different person than what I'm seeing right now.
0: You know, he said in one of the articles week six on the show, he knew there was something about Memphis excuse me, met something about Christmas. And then he says, we both had to respectfully take care of situations we were in and needed some time. So that's mm-hmm. what he's saying now. But right. If he's saying in week six is when he fell for Christmas one, why is he sending you jury letters, letters from jury that clearly if you want out there, we can put them out there. You have receipts. Um, this isn't just a, he said, she said there are receipts. I've seen the letters his uh, his penmanship is uh, leaves a lot to be desired. It is kind of tough to read them. <laughs> he writes like a 12 year old but um right uh, I, it was I, I could make out some sentences, some of which I've already recited. but yeah, I mean, he's writing these letters to you in jury, ex- so excited about getting out of the show, so excited about getting back to you, starting his life with you. and then within a week of him getting back, You say things kind of just turned after Halloween, basically.
2: Yeah, they turned and I was a little confused. And I actually reached out to Joe Amable, who was on The Bachelor and Dancing with the Stars. He's a friend of mine. And I was like, hey, you know, you had your phone taken away. You were separated from the world. Did you feel this like I'm like, I just can't understand how somebody could be completely different within a week. Like, I felt like he was a completely different person from the guy I met a week after getting home from there. And Joe's response was just like, hey, Dom, everyone's not raised the same way we were. Like, some people aren't as tough, and, you know, some people let it go to their head, and it just is what it is.
0: Is You can't
2: understand it if you haven't dealt with it.
0: Is that the sense that you're getting from Memphis, is that once he realized— I don't know, didn't get enough followers, wasn't well liked coming off the show that all of a sudden it was almost, I don't know, an image repair kind of deal where if I, of, if I, if I date know, somebody from the show that people seem to like, like Christmas, uh, you know, we could be one of these Instagram couples. I definitely, couples.
2: I definitely think they have a lot in common. I know Memphis was interested in opening a gym when he got out and I know they talked about it a few times over the show and, um, i have no idea what's going on with the two of them now and i'm not them i'm not going to downplay their relationship but memphis went into the show saying i'm a businessman and i look as every at everything as a business deal so Hmm. that's all i can say from my standpoint of how i'm looking at it we had you know a nice conversation right before i left the week that you know he got out and He's like, I'm just really confused and I'm scared and I can't express to you the feeling. And I'm like, you were just in the situation for three months and you were with all these people. And, you know, it's kind of hard to separate yourself. And I looked at him and I was like, hey, if I'm being honest with you, like I miss my ex-boyfriend all the time because we had such a great relationship and he was my best friend. And, you know, it's hard to separate yourself from that. And, you know, I'm like, you're in this house and you're coming home and everything's new and you're transitioning and I totally get it. But from what happened from that conversation to two weeks later is completely different.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you say about lack of respect and, you know, him saying, oh, there might be some pictures that get out of me and Christmas when it was a whole planned photo shoot and a, oh, by the way, we're also doing interviews and telling everybody we're now dating.
2: Exactly. I'd know that idea was the first time he's,
0: Even though that was the first time he's seen her since filming ended.
2: Exactly. Like to get out of the show, I just feel like if it was me, I'd want to spend you know weeks, not a weekend, with somebody, weeks to see if something was really there. And the last thing I would be worried about was doing interviews, saying, you know, I'm in love and you know, we fell in love on the show and yada, 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 the first weekend that you hang out in real life.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, like you said, you tried to keep quiet. You did throw a shot out there, which I thought was kind of funny. I
2: threw threw it out (laughs) there. It was in in conversation with somebody. Um, I've gotten so, so much love. Like, I could not even tell you. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages from people saying, like, you dodged a bullet, and, you know, you're beautiful, and, and everything you talk about on Instagram is always positive, and you want to be known for, like, what you've done in the world and these things, and you're a queen, and listen, and that, I blocked one person so compared to what he's been going through where you know he's yelling on instagram he's blocking everybody and there's so much hate i've received nothing but love from people like fans and it's been great
0: yeah i just wanted to tell you i thought your line was pretty funny where you were just like look i uh, we're basically in, in talking about exes i don't know who your ex was but he was a former <laughs> stanley cup winning uh, hockey player and memphis finished 5th on a reality show and you were like yeah, i don't, I don't <laughs> I don't date fifth place (laughs) or whatever. What what was the line? It was in
2: conversation. You know, like everyone's like, go off on him, be putty. And I'm like, if I wanted to, there's hundreds of screenshots I could have posted. I could have posted the letters. You know what I mean? Like the things that he said, I would never do that. I'm not interested in being putty. I was trying to be funny. You know, it's just my humor. And most people took it in the right way. (laughs) <laughs> I had a I had a little conversation with Kat because she thought I was, like, saying that I wanted guys like that. I actually dated Memphis because I'm like, I want a nice, stable, normal, healthy relationship. And usually you think, you know, a 38-year-old man with a child who's constantly saying, you know, how he's such a good person now. And, you know, he's not who he was when he was younger. And, you know, he wants to... B- you know, work on brands together with me and like, let's build a life together. Like, that's what I was interested in.
0: Yeah. And you thought you were going to have it until this. All I thought
2: ended. I was going to have it on. Honestly, that's, that's what I was excited about a very normal life. And he comes from an amazing family and, you know, I thought I was going to have that, that hallmark <laughs> family Christmas, but I guess not.
0: So one of the final things I wanted to ask you, um, Memphis is clearly going to either listen to this interview or it's going to be relayed to him. What do you think his response will be to this interview?
2: I mean, I said nothing but the truth, so he can't really be upset about it. I think, um, I actually think he might be surprised that I didn't go off on Twitter or Instagram in the last week. It was funny because people were posting that I deleted my first, they said I deleted the pictures of him, which were on my Instagram that were never there. There were never any photos of him on my Instagram. And then people were saying that I deleted my Twitter when the news broke, when in reality, I deleted my Twitter weeks ago. The only reason I had it was for the Big Brother stuff to begin with. I haven't used Twitter since like 2015 prior to this, but um I've just been honest. And like I said, I could have attacked him in a million different ways and I could have posted pictures of things and I didn't. And I want as long as I can without telling my side, but it's been, you know, over a week now. And these interviews and comments and hashtags and digs are still out there. So I just wanted to give my side of the story. And I don't think he could be upset about it.
0: Yeah, and I think that anybody that, you know, all – You've read the interviews that happened last week with Memphis and Christmas, them talking about how it got started and week six and all this stuff and they really connect or whatever. But if you do want to hear Memphis and Christmas um, and, you ha- and, and you're unaware, they were on Kat's podcast earlier this week. So you can listen to them and then listen to this and make your own decision on who you think uh, is being more truthful and being more honest uh, in this situation.
2: And, you know, I'm not trying to take this to spin on anything and or spin off into anything and I'm not trying to get on a show and I actually do not like (laughs) this, the attention, even though I love the positive attention that I've gotten and like all the love lately. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to get my side of the story out there and stop having other people comment and give their input and. Just, you know, let everyone know how I feel. And like I said, there's no jealousy, there's no puttiness, there's no hate or anger, and it is what it is, and I'm happy to get on with the rest of my life now.
0: Well, I mean, like you said, you, you kind of brought it up earlier, but I just kind of wanted to get your sense of where you're at now. Like, you're not sad um, about it. Um, do you do you regret dating him? Or Where are you at with the whole thing right now? What's your overall take of everything?
2: Uh, Honestly, the last week, I feel like I've weighed off my shoulders. I do feel like I dodged a bullet. I have no sadness. I have zero jealousy. Um, A ton of people have been reaching out to me for comments and interviews. And, you know, you reached out to me and everyone said that you would keep it classy and fun. And that's all I was interested in. And like I said, I never wanted anything to look petty. I never wanted to... Go after him as a, you know, his character or who he is as a person or anything like that. When, I mean, I wanted to probably the first day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would? I mean, we all we all would. I mean, who would?
2: Yeah. And like I said, there's a million things I could have posted. I could have attacked him. Those nude photos came out. I got blamed for them by a bunch oh, yeah. of people on Twitter. We
0: haven't, we haven't even brought that up. For those that don't know, um, <laughs> nudes of Memphis leaked on Twitter last week. To make it clear. You were not the one that did that.
2: No, those were from five years ago. I guess he posted a picture and said that he was going to take his power back. And um, the pictures were from five years ago. I did not leak those. They were just as embarrassing to me as they were to him, I'm guessing, because it was 48 hours of my friends calling me, sending me memes and making jokes about it. So. Definitely not something I would do and definitely not my taste.
0: Well, wait, I thought he was married five years ago.
2: Yeah, he was married. Yeah, River's five years old. Um, I think he got divorced right after River was born, but, yeah, it's right around there.
0: So do you have any idea? You didn't release the photos. Do you have any idea who did?
2: I did not release the photos. He dated another girl right after getting divorced, but... I cannot see her doing something like that. So I honestly have no idea who released them.
0: I mean, he has to have an idea. Cause I think I, I would think he knows who he sent his nudes to. I mean,
2: he, he I think he knows who it is, but I, I honestly have no idea. I thought between his ex wife, he only had one serious girlfriend before me, but while he was gone, I, I heard that there were a few other girls between me and his ex girlfriend. So I'm, I'm not really
0: sure gotcha. what's true and what isn't at this point. Yeah. No, it's tough. I, I mean, I, I feel for you. Um, This was a story when it broke last week. I, like I knew that Memphis had was dating somebody when he was in there and I remember watching the show and then it refreshed my memory. Once all this story broke with Christmas that I was like, wait a second. I thought he was always saying stuff in the jury room and on his voting nights talking about this woman and which was you. And You know, I didn't really understand what happened. And then in getting with you and talking with you about it, it was like, okay, now I kind of see that this is a guy that. um, You know, I don't know, I I can't answer for him, but knowing that he what he wrote you while he was there, uh, what he was saying to you while he was there, what it was being relayed to you while he was there and then spending time with you before he turned on his phone after he got back and everything was fine. It seems like a switch was flipped and he went into business mode afterwards. It's just my opinion. Um, Yeah, he
2: definitely went into business mode. Um, Along with the letters that he did in jury, he wrote me in jury, was definitely spending a lot of time um, thinking of ways to make money off of what he could spend his fan base from the show into and other aspects. Like I said, he's definitely interested in opening a gym and There were a few other things that I know he wanted to work on um, after getting out. And, you know, I wish him luck on all of that and whatever he does in the future.
0: So whatever this restaurant was that you guys were supposed to open together once he got out, uh, where does that stand? Clearly nowhere, right?
2: Uh, Clearly nowhere, (laughs) but he wore the shirt in the photo shoot. So I'm guessing he's going to work on it without me, which is crazy because we worked on it for months before he left, but hmm. like I said, I wish him luck.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Dominique, I, I'm sorry this happened to you. Um, I I thank you for, for coming on, and I just wanted to get uh, your side out there because it seems like last week they were able to basically tell their side, and with what you've told us today, seems like there's a little – there's a lot that's not being told honestly on on that side and Exactly. I, I wanted to I wanted to give you your time and I wanted to um you know reach out to you and uh and allow you and and, and thank you for coming on with me you could have gone on with a a bunch of Big Brother podcast people or done interviews with with somebody else, but I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, to come you
2: are great. I had fun. I appreciate it. You kept it classy like I was hoping and I'm very happy that we got to do this.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Good luck with everything in the future and uh, we'll keep in touch.
2: All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Dominique.
0: Bye. Thank you so much to Dominique for coming on and sharing that with me. And then Josh before her. Um, Two relevant people right now. Obviously, Tayshia's ex-husband is kind of a big deal. And the fact that Memphis and Christmas went public with their relationship last week. And Dominique was kind of in the news because they commented on his past relationship. And if you didn't catch during the interview, you can go to Cats Conspire Away Bitches podcast which has Memphis and um, Christmas on it. It was released last night. So you can listen to that. Um, I can tell you this, when Kat recorded with Memphis and Christmas, they had no idea that I had spoken to Dominique. And when Dominique and I recorded our interview, Kat hadn't interviewed Memphis and Christmas yet. So that's probably a good thing because you can sit and compare and contrast because neither one knew about the other interview. So... Uh, go check that out on Kat's podcast if you want to hear what Memphis and Christmas have to say about not even just his past relationship, but you—they yeah, got a, he got a lot of heat in the Big Brother house this summer, and I know that Kat asked him about it, and you can hear his answers about his uh, behavior towards David, uh, and among other things, uh, the relationship, social media, all that stuff, so check that out on her podcast, and... I hope you enjoyed uh, Dominique. I really appreciated her coming forward and saying that. And again, uh, to the people uh, who are inevitably uh, Tayshia fans, there are clearly way more Tayshia fans out there than Josh fans because nobody really knows who Josh is. But just know that you have to be objective. And the only person that's ever said anything about Tayshia and Josh's interview before today was Tayshia. Uh, Tayshia and Josh's marriage before today was Tayshia. And I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with Josh being able to speak out and give his opinions on their marriage because, I don't know, he was married to her for two years. I think he would know better than any of us. So wanted to give him the time and uh, Dominique as well. So thank you to both of them. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. We are back next week uh, with yet another podcast. Don't know who it is yet, but um, hope you enjoyed this. So for Josh Burrell, Dominique Scalise, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!